Hello, hello, and welcome to the first of many uh, transformation stories that we're going to be doing this year uh, to celebrate the BRN's 50th year anniversary. We're doing 50 stories of transformation. We're going to be telling stories from churches, pastors, college ministers, community members, and organizations connected with the BRN uh, and about the transformation work that God is doing within those and within their lives. Uh, So we're going to be giving you a story a week and we're going to have it in podcast form. We're going to have it in video and we're going to have it in article form as well. So uh, no matter your storytelling preferences, we've got you covered. So I thank you for tuning in today. I'm Michaela Leji. I will be your host for many of these stories. And if you're ready, uh, let's just dive right in with our first story. Today, I am joined with Pastor Darius Noble of the Church of the Good Shepherd in Cherry Hill. Uh, his church is mainly made up of healthcare professionals. So as you can imagine, uh, in a time such as this, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, there's a lot of transformation work that God is doing uh, through that church, through its members, and through Pastor Noble. So thank you, Pastor Noble, for joining me today. Let's just start with you kind of giving us a background about your time at Cherry Hill, as well as uh, your time in the ministry. At the church, as a deacon, I was sent out by our senior pastor from the mother church where I belong. So we started a Bible study from 2001. Started the Bible study and then until the senior pastor said, let's start the church. And he's still doing that during the first three years until he encouraged me to go back to the seminary in Liberty University. Hmm. And then right after I got my master's by 2005, he left me and assumed the full pastorate as a bivocational. I used to work in the hospital as medical technologist for 20 years and then by 2011 that's when i gave that up and go into the full-time ministry since then it's been great great ride and knowing that indeed our god has great greater plans on this church so uh for you guys is your transformation story has to do with the healthcare field Specifically, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, most of my members are part of uh, frontliners, mm-hmm. especially during this pandemic. And what we did is that uh, I named all of them in one, uh, one worship, we recognized them. And uh, there are 45 of our church members. Uh, are in the healthcare. 22 among them are in the frontliners, all nurses. And the rest, either in different capacity that works in the hospital, but we all uh, consider them as essential workers. And we praise God that we're able to recognize them and just be able to uh, give a special uh, token from the church recognizing each one of them and uh, how appreciative not only the church and of course the community with what they're doing. So has there been any specific stories or or different ways that you've been ministering to uh, the healthcare workers during this this pandemic? This encouraged one of our youth uh, leaders Mm -hmm. 
to start collecting also some funds on their own and able to uh, send, uh, I believe, some food in one, one stop in the hospital here in Cooper. And uh, the, in the name of the Church of the Good Shepherd, they told them this the youth ministry and bringing them some stuff like, <clears throat> uh, I think during that time they brought snacks for the healthcare workers out of their own fans. And I just saw this on their Facebook and the youth minister uh, informed me this is what they're doing now after what had happened with regards to how we encourage the, the health workers of our own from our church. And then they go beyond that. This time they went to those uh, non-church that are working in the hospital, specifically here in Cooper Hospital. Uh, have you found it, has it been difficult at all uh, to minister to the healthcare professionals or have you seen bigger issues during this time period? I know a lot of churches have struggled with, you know, people coming and being able to meet in person. Uh, and specifically, I mean, you have a lot of healthcare professionals in your congregation. Uh, so I guess what has that looked like for you guys? Have you been in person? Have you only been online? It's hard. It's hard for us, uh, especially how concerning our healthcare workers was. So by second week of March, we go online, virtual worship, and then we resume July, uh, first Sunday of July. And then we started picking up to at least 80% of our attendance. And then by second week of December, we went back on virtual up to this current time and praying that we can resume by first week of February. The reason why we have to go back online because of the search and uh, uh, something happened, one among our families uh, got infected. Mm -hmm. So we need to go back and just be able to, as the advice of most of our deacons, which most of them are, are in healthcare workers, advice that we need to go back to virtual, virtual worship. So it happened second Sunday of December, and we're praying that by next month, we'll go back our life again in the building. Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of churches and pastors and church members are just itching to get back in yep. person. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned that you have had experience in the medical field. Yes. Have you found that to be helpful, that knowledge to be helpful to ministering to a predominantly healthcare professional congregation? Yes, uh, I can relate with them with what's going on and totally understand with what they're suggesting to me, especially most of our leaders on the healthcare. He, advising me when we need to be very aware about this pandemic. Always get uh, update from them uh, on top of what's going on in the community, in the news, but I get directly information from those uh, nurses that works directly in the hospital and letting me know that, yes, 
there uh, there is that so much patience in that they are taking care uh, and it's concerning so a lot of them are texting me or letting me know they will not be able to come to church on live because they just been in the patient exposing the patient so they are opting not to come which i totally understand mm -hmm. but a lot of them uh, are telling me too that the opportunity for them to continue to minister to those of these patients and not only to the patient and even those staff that they know that they are believers they can share the gospel during this moment have you had any of your church members share about a time where maybe they've gotten to share the gospel with a patient uh there is one not only on the patient, actually the parents of the patient as well. That was because I think they are assigned, she's assigned in in uh, intensive care unit for neonate. And uh, it's very concerning. This is the only uh, facility where they allow the, the visitor, the patients, and through that, she was able to minister and pray over with the patient. And she shared it over to me and what a great testament that indeed, even though it seems like uh, it's very hard to minister during this moment, but you know, for a fact, this is an opportunity for all of us, especially to shine during this very moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And going off of that, um, how, what, uh, disciplines or lessons have you seen God kind of using to transform your church or uh, just to teach in, the, mm -hmm. in this time period? Well, uh, this year uh, we have a yearly team. This year our team will be found in Romans chapter 12, verse 12. We said that rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, and be persistent in prayer. And that is where we're focusing towards this year. We just left off last year uh, with regards of in, <clears throat> in focusing on don't give up in doing good in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And we handle it in such a way that we thought we're not able to continue to do the team last year after we were shut down. But we know in spite of that situation, we're still able to to see how great our God is in making that team from last year possible to us by ministering to those specific families that we identified that needs uh, help. So uh, we're able to visit them, bringing food that they cannot go out because they are infected. So we just leave, and they're not from our church. This is our connections from the nurses or people that works in the hospital that they found out that they are they are uh, quarantined so what they did is to share it to me and we brought some groceries there we informed them we're just going to leave it by their door mm -hmm. and they can just get it from there so that's last year don't give up on doing good now and then this year we said let's focus we know that there is hope so let's Let's rejoice in hope, but be patient in affliction and be persistent in our prayer. That's why everyone are praying that this is gonna be over. And soon enough, we know that God's still gonna use the church. Absolutely. So uh, that's great. You guys have been 
your congregation when they're in their field of work are coming back to the church and saying, Hey, there's a need. And then mm-hmm. you guys are being the hands and feet of Christ to go and give food right. and, mm-hmm. and meet that need in the community. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, I actually, I think you answered my, uh, my, one of my final questions was going to be what kind of, what scripture passage are you guys, are you guys focusing on or uh, really relating to during this time? Yep. And you said Romans, Romans 12. Romans 12. We're done with year 2020. We're going to focus <laughs> on 12, 12. Romans 12, 12. Got it. And that's what we want to continue to lift up this country and beyond in prayer, knowing that just like everyone were saying, God is still in his throne. And we know that he is indeed in control. But we need us, our people, his people, especially the church, to continue to be persistent in prayer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's all the questions I have. Are there any other stories uh, specific, specifically of transformation that you want to share or any other comments or uh, things that you would like listeners to know? Well, uh, last year I was able to officiate uh, five weddings too because of this pandemic and this is out of nothing i mean uh this is an opportunity for me to be able to minister to them these are all uh been ongoing ministries that they reach out to me they cannot go to the church or they cannot go back to the philippines where we are from planning for their wedding if i can officiate it with a small group among the families and i sat down with them and still minister to them and i said let's go as long as we're all going to be in that uh uh practicing social distancing wearing masks and all that and of course i want them to invite friends because most of them are non-believers and that's the time that be able to share the gospel to them and uh it's great one one wedding was done in virtual and then the all the the second was done in our smoke in the building with limited family and then the, all the three others these are all non-church they want it done in their backyard we did it by myself and the family and some selected friends but what a great opportunity to do that even though i'm not part of their uh planning with regards to what they are looking forward for the, but no one would love to officiate them. And then they approach me, I'm down, let's do, let's do it. As long as you have, please still sit down with me. So the couple will sit down with me first, do the session of counseling, and then go for it there. And it's simple wedding that they love it and and just so often they come to know them through uh, other outreach that we have, that they know that I'm a pastor, they're going to call, would you be willing to officiate us? What is your rule? What is your... They said, just sit down with me. I want to make sure that I talk to you. And that's the only time that I can share the gospel to them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome to hear like yep. the opportunities that, that got opened through that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, this has been great hearing about uh, the transformation work, the different transformation work God's been doing through your church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and I just thank you for sharing that with us. Yep. And thanks for having me. That about wraps up our transformation story for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed sharing it uh, and getting to hear about it from Pastor Darius Noble. I just ask that you be praying for the Church of the Good Shepherd and the healthcare workers that are members there and healthcare members everywhere. I want to say thank you to all essential workers, first responders, healthcare uh, members, and uh, just anyone and everyone who has put their lives at risk during this time to provide essential services. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. We'll be praying for you, and I, I ask that you guys join me in those prayers. Stay tuned. We will have more of these podcasts coming up. Uh, leave comments if you can, and uh, let us know how we're doing or how we can do better uh, with telling these stories. And if you have your own story of transformation uh, that you would like to tell, uh, don't hesitate to contact Shannon or myself. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I look forward to telling you another story of transformation next week. Look for it next Thursday. Have a great week. Bye.